Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to a new look, the newly rebranded edition of the Goose Egg Sports Podcast. We now go by the name The Hot Dish, and today we are going to be going through these cosmopolitan magazines. No, we're not. Uh, to be honest with you guys, it's been a very hectic Friday here in the bunker. Um, I just finished the Super Bowl, the Madden Super Bowl, and it's like currently, I think, 530, something like that right now, and... We, all the hot dish stuff is still up. I still have to edit the Madden video. I have to edit another reel, get those out tonight. I'm filming part of a sketch tonight, and I've got to drive. So just didn't have time to mess with the backgrounds. And also, as you'll notice, I'm not joined by Jared right now. This is the first podcast I've ever done without Jared. He's taken a day off, much deserved. And I'm going to be gone all of next week in Wisconsin. So we just couldn't find a time to get together. But he, So what we're going to do is I'm joined right now by Noah the Intern. You guys know him. You'll love him. He was on our most popular episode ever. And so we're going to do segment one together, and then Jared and Noah are going to do segment two together, and it's going to be put together. It's going to be a beautiful time. I'm very excited to see whose segment you like better, Who, you, if you'd rather Ooh. co-host with me or with Jared. Yeah. And we can, we can get together and talk about that after. Maybe. Yeah. But what if you end up replacing me? What if? I, I'm, that's what I'm asking. Are you Are you gunning for my job right now? That's exactly what I'm doing. Fuck. I can't leave now. I'm I'm so I'm just so scatterbrained after that Madden game. Noah just watched me. You guys have seen the video by now. It'll be out, but uh, I couldn't do it. I wouldn't say I choked in the Super Bowl. No, I don't think I because I really only had one pick. I think I think it was just one interception. Yeah, and it was just that goal line one. But that was I made up for that with a pick six of my own. So it kind of yeah. balances out. Mm-hmm. The only like opportunity I had that I didn't score was that one fourth down on my side of the fifty where I had the bad animation. Yep. Remember that one? Yep. But holy fuck, what a game. Oh, yeah. Uh, one of the best Madden games I've ever watched. I play in a Madden franchise consistently with a couple of my friends, and I don't get that excited over For the that. Games. Like, I'm talking me, not like how you were reacting. I'm talking how I'm feeling about that game. I was so into that. Yeah, it, it's just tough because there's like the whole season like leads up to it, and I also like do all the work like editing the videos and putting it all together. And the fact that you can't play, like you don't play games like back to back. Like you you don't come back. Yeah. Like you don't play week one right now. Like like you wait, like you wait a week to play the games. Or I do. Around. I do two a week usually. Two a week. I think I'm gonna bump it up to three going forward, just yeah. so I can get through the seasons a little quicker. But you're not just like repping through a season. No. You know, in in a week or whatever, it takes time to get through a season. So. Yeah. Do you? Uh, you're in a big Madden franchise with some friends, right? Yeah. You enjoy that? Absolutely. It's a great time. I bought a piece, a gaming PC, and I was like, man, I can't wait to play all these PC exclusive games, and I'm stuck playing Madden. Madden has a chokehold on people. It's the most addicting game probably in the world. Well, and they know that they have a chokehold on people. Yeah, that's why they pump out the same game for sixty dollars. Same game every single new year. Rosters, new soundtrack. They'll throw Jack Harlow into the for the music. But Can't, besides yeah. that, but yeah, it's there's so many games I like try and go like I'll get like the Batman Arkham series. I'm like I want to mm-hmm. play these, but then within a week I'm just playing Madden again. I know I have a Madden problem because there's times throughout the day where I'll catch myself holding the right trigger like imaginary with my hand and like yeah. scrambling with the quarterback mm. and just stuff like that. But I've played in a big user group before and it's fun, but you get fucking into it and you get like sad if your team starts to lose. Yeah, like it, it like weighs on you. I've never felt like what a coach feels like during like a losing skid until I've been in a big <laughs> like Madden franchise. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of, it makes the off season feel so much. It feels so cool. Like when you hit on like, because we take the draft and like the offseason free agency period super serious. Yeah. 
So we're like, like I'm trading up in the first round to get my guy and you know, whatever it is. But <laughs> Your like, guy named like Trevor yeah. Wall- Wallace, bad example, like Trevor Longbottom, <laughs> another bad example, but like just some fake ass name. Yeah. But you're like, I've had my eye on him since week three. Yeah. Um, and then it just feels so much better when you draft them and then they have like a hidden development trait and like they can be like an X factor player or whatever, you know? Um, so yeah, we, we take it very serious. We don't, we don't mess around with it. And you have that wheel, right? Yeah. We just incorporated a wheel where we have different challenges to keep things, uh, spicy and interesting. So what are some of the challenges? Um, so we have like different variations of challenges. We have a wheel of fortune, a wheel of misfortune and a wheel of mid and, um, (laughs) As, yeah, as I didn't think, I couldn't think of like like something in the middle, you know. Yeah, um, mid's the perfect word. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, the wheel of fortune is, you know, good things that can happen to your team. So, like you can you can subtract a year off of a player. Mm-hmm. Um, you can de- uh, give a development trait upgrade to a player. Um, you can trade for a player for scraps. Is like some wheel of fortune ideas. Uh, wheel of mid is more so like challenges. Gotcha. Like we have. Um, or like challenges. We have we have one where uh, uh the the viewers as in the rest of the league pick uh what songs you listen to while you're playing on full blast. That's a fun you one. You have to listen to it on full blast. Um there's all sorts of stuff. I mean, it, it's super fun. Wheel of Misfortune. Uh there's a one or there's a 0.7% chance that a player dies. I like that one. They're a just lot. a race from the game. And I mean, it's 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 sad, but like it is a reality. Like it's stuff yeah, like that people does die. happen, so we're trying to like Make it realistic. Absolutely. That's what, yeah. that's what you're trying to... Do you guys play on simulation? Yeah. Yeah, so it's about as real as it gets. But that I like that a lot. Has anyone ever died yet? Not yet. We've been close a few times. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a handful of times, but... God, what great camaraderie, too. Just being amongst the friends. Oh, yeah. And all that. Yeah. It, it. Honestly, like, everybody gets so excited over these wheel spins. Like, they'll be like, hey, can you get on and stream your wheel spins? And I'm like, yeah, for sure. Like... That's fun. Kind of bringing back the the golden days of gaming or whatever. You want. That's what's missing from gaming right now. Maybe when I'm done with this line series, I'll hop in the franchise if you guys got room for yeah, me. Absolutely. I think that'd be a fun time. Absolutely. Um, it is. I think this episode will be coming out on Wednesday, which means the NFL draft is tomorrow. You excited? Absolutely. I. You're a big draft guy. I, yeah. The past two, I want to say about two years ago, like the 2020 um, draft. Yep. That was like the first sporting event post covid mm-hmm. it was not post covid in the midst of covid but that was the first thing because they canceled march madness correct that year um the nba playoffs baseball had been postponed everything was postponed but they were able to virtually do the 2020 nfl draft and i really found myself getting into like the prospects and mm-hmm. just because i was like you know this is all that's going everyone on, so. was looking for something to do at that time period and boy my team came out with a w did they who'd they draft justin jefferson oh that's right yeah he fell to him and Man, I didn't think he was going to be there. That was, I think that was my favorite draft, but it was also the most awkward, just watching Goodell in his basement. It was strange. I thought that was very weird. I just kept feeling like someone was going to walk in on him. Everybody's like weird setups, like Cliff Kingsbury was flexing his mansion. That was super cool. It's just like got that perfect view and he's just sitting kicked back and just drafted a bust. I think he drafted Simmons, Isaiah Simmons that year. Yeah. Hasn't really made a play yet. But uh, I remember also like the players were like they're all in their family homes because they were all living at home at the time. Like Burrow was just with his just him and his parents on the couch. Very melancholy way of getting drafted, kind of. 
But uh, yeah, it was a very interesting draft. I can't believe Goodell got away with just like being in his basement. I kept expecting like his wife or a kid to walk in on accident. Yeah. Or do you think he like just straight up said like, do not fucking come downstairs I don't know. for the next I don't know hours. if that door was locked or if he just had faith to just mm-hmm. keep everybody out or whatever. But whatever. I remember he was doing a big charity auction too where he was like saying like, come watch an NFL game with me yeah. in his basement. Uh-huh. And then Dave Portnoy won. Do you remember that? Yep. yep. And then I, then they just like canceled the thing <laughs> overall. Was it just because Dave Portnoy I won think so. And, like, and I think Goodell knows a, Portnoy like has it out for him. What a dick. Pretty much. Not coming. Yeah. Canceled. They just canceled it completely. Which is Did he get his money bad, back then? Because it was like a... It's a big donation. I think yeah. he donated like a million dollars or something. I mean, I'm sure it was to a great cause. I don't remember exactly... I think they was. said like due to health concerns, they can no longer fulfill that aspect of it. But that's just shady. Exactly. Yeah, I think... No, it might have been. Goodell was probably fearful of his life. I don't want to get made fun of. <laughs> Pretty. I don't want to get roasted on the internet by Barstool Boys. Yeah. No, there's no fate worse than that when the Barstool Boys <laughs> get a hold of you. No. Jesus. Um, who do you like in this year's draft? Because admittedly, I have not paid too much attention to the prospects this year. Whenever it's a quarterback week class, I find myself, and I'm sure most casual fans kind of feel the same way. Definitely. You're just not as into it. But if there's any player who you think is like a guaranteed lock to be a star in the draft in this draft, who do you think it is? I think that there's a few. Um, there's a lot of good tackle prospects in this class. Um I think the most anti-bust player and knock on wood is um, Sauce Gardner okay. out of Cincinnati. He's a cornerback. He's 6'2", 200 pounds. Your your prototypical like big corner build. We're talking like prime Xavier Rhodes build. You okay, know, like just kind of stocky. Um, he in his I forgot the amount of snaps. It's I believe it's in the thousands. Okay, because his total career snaps, he's never allowed a touchdown. That's impressive. Um, yeah, absolutely. And he's just, I think if he gets into the right system, he could be a problem. But it's tough with corners because I remember when Jeff Okuda was drafted by the Lions. Oh, yeah. Everybody thought that was a bust proof pick, pick, but it's. There really isn't a bust proof exactly. pick. Because even like, I always assume offensive linemen are a bust proof pick because I'm like, if you're okay, you're playing offensive line in college. How can that not translate to the mm-hmm. NFL, especially if you're in like the SEC? Yeah, the higher. But line. then we're seeing with like the Matt Khalil's of the world, that is a very real thing. And it there's got to be nothing worse for a fan base than when your team takes a, tra- a tackle or a guard in the first round and that falls through. Because when you're taking the offensive lineman, you're like, all right, this isn't a sexy pick. I'm not going to buy his jersey. This just isn't mm-hmm. very fun, but it's going to improve the team. But when that doesn't work, yeah. that is, that's got to suck. I, yeah. Um, Vikings have my favorite team. The Vikings have pulled that that maneuver few, a, few a few times. times. Um, yeah, with these draft classes, when there's no like standout, um, like skills position players, it's a meat and potatoes draft. Is yeah, it, it is. Um, the, what's really cool about this uh, first round and is going to keep me watching from start to finish is the uncertainty of when players are going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a tweet from, I don't know who, sorry. It's but, okay. Uh, I, I never know anyone who I cite in this podcast. Um, They said that they had been dealing with draft prospects and like mock drafts and all that sort of thing for 10 plus years. And they said that this was the hardest year to create a mock draft just because of the uncertainty of there's not even a set in stone top three players. Mm-hmm. I'm not seeing stuff that like players who were projected outside of the top 10 are now questionably going in the, in the top three. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, and I think it. This is a time of the year for 
hope for NFL teams, especially when you have a lot of draft picks. Definitely. Um, maybe false hope sometimes. A little bit. Yeah, I've heard that from a lot of people too. This is by far the most ambiguous draft there's been in a while. I mean, there's also, for the first time that I can remember in a long time, I can't think of a team that's really desperate for a quarterback. There's teams that need a quarterback. The Steelers, mm-hmm. um, the Saints, you could maybe argue. But there's no one who's like desperate. Like They can't win a game without a quarterback. Everyone either has like someone established or someone they have hope in. Like the Jaguars... Usually the first overall pick is a guaranteed quarterback, but mm. they already took like the second coming last year. Allegedly. Alleged. Are you a Trevor Lawrence guy or no? Uh yeah. Uh it's so tough to get a read on him because of the terrible, exactly. terrible coaching staff he was in um last year. Uh I think you gotta give him a chance with I think so too. I think Doug Peterson's a perfect fit for him. I think him. so too. I'm I'm a big Doug Doug Peterson fan. I thought when he was on the Eagles, he was a top five coach in the league. I mean, he outcoached Bill Belichick in, he did. in that Super Bowl, and that's not the easiest thing to do. In the no, world, so. definitely, definitely not. Are there any uh, sleeper prospects that you think aren't getting talked about enough or that you would take if you had like a later first-round pick? Later first round. Um, there's a few guys that I really like that, because of whatever reason, aren't getting talked about enough. Mm-hmm. Um, Jameson Williams, the receiver out of Alabama, he tore his ACL in the in the national championship game. He's kind of that uh, take the top off the defense kind of uh, wide receiver. And because of that ACL injury, I think a lot of people are starting to push him back in the rankings a little bit. Um, now, that's like the public's view. It's always tough to get like what NFL teams are thinking because I've seen... It's so smokescreen many- season. Exactly. So I've seen a lot of things that are like, Oh, the well, the NFL is higher on this guy than the public is, or the public is higher on this guy than the NFL is. Um, so I really like Jameson Williams, and NFL teams might too, but the public seems to be sinking on him a little bit. Um, David Ojabo is a, uh, an edge rusher out of Michigan. He also got injured during a pro day or something. Yeah, did you see the did you see the clip on Twitter or Instagram or anything? He got so he's running like a maybe like a three cone drill or something. And he collapses. He like off of like a see break. That. And then all of the reporters and like scouts don't walk up. Nobody walks up to him and asks. They start if he's writing okay. things down. Yeah, they just start writing things down. And someone literally just walks, I mean, within like two feet of him and just yeah. walks by. It's so cold. It the is the way they treat these <laughs> it's like a, it's a business. Pe- these human it really is. They're, like it's such a cliche to think say it's such a cliche thing to say, oh, the NFL's a business. But when you actually see it like that. Like when they're just treating these players like commodities or like mm. assets, it's very bizarre. Yeah, I mean the at at the end of the day, they're people, but who does everybody in the organization see that? You know, like no, these, you know, they're they're just they're playing the stock market. It's an investment game for them. Exactly, they're trying to buy low, sell high. Um, your Vikings have the fifteenth pick. They're right in that twelfth. Twelfth. My bad. They have the 12th pick. They're right smack dab in the middle of things. Uh, who do you think they take? So I, I've I've thought about this more than I probably should Who do you think they have. take versus who do you think who do you want them to take? I've thought about this more than I probably should have. I'm sitting in class or whatever, and I'm like Grades are grades are rough this spring. Yeah, grades are dropping, and I'm I'm thinking, who should the Vikings take at 12? Well, um, I like Sauce Gardner. He's not making it there. Yeah. You know, sometimes you can dream. Oh yeah, Vikings aren't trading up. That's not in their blood. They don't nope. do that. Um, Derek Stingley Jr. had an insane 2019 season as a true freshman. I don't know if you remember. He's on LSU. 
Okay, yeah. That that in that yeah. stacked team. That stacked. I think roster. we're gonna look back. That LSU team is probably the best college team of all time. I think so as well. I mean, they sent a lot of guys pro. Yeah, they're all doing well in the pros too. Um, I like Derek Stingley. Um I like Trent McDuffie, corner out of Washington. Kind of a smaller guy, but he plays mean. Um, but I also like the idea of not going defense. Really? Because yeah. everything I've seen says they need to go defense no matter what. That's what a lot of people think. Uh, we're going with a new defensive set where we're not relying on our corners as much. Mm-hmm. We're going to bring pressure. We're bringing, we actually have an edge rushing position now instead of a standard hand in the dirt defensive yeah. end. Uh, hopefully we can bring a little more pressure and take some uh, relief off the corners. Um. I don't mind. So in my opinion, let me ask you this, right? Say you're at the 12 spot and you're in the Vikings position. Mm -hmm. There's probably going to be a lot of teams in this type of a spot, right? So you have, I'd say your main need, their main need is cornerback. Okay. You get to 12. The two top cornerbacks are gone. Not one receiver has gone. Do you take the third best corner at 12, or do you the take a shot at the best receiver at 12? I always struggle with this. I never know if you should draft for need or just based on pure talent. I go back and forth with it. I think if we're in an offensive league and you're competing with a team like the Packers and you have a new offensive coach, I think you go with the better player. I think if you can, if you think that he's a better receiver than the third best corner, I think you go with the receiver yeah. pers- personally. Um, I feel like the Kansas City Chiefs have kind of proven like the whole defensive thing. I know that they haven't um, won a Super Bowl in the past two, two years. years. Yeah, they're shame pretty, on them. Yeah, yeah, terrible organization, <laughs> but they're pretty damn relevant. You know, mm-hmm. um, their cornerbacks are borderline atrocious. Oh yeah, and um, it doesn't matter how good or bad your just just say your secondary is when you're putting up. 21 to 28 points in a quarter or two of football, you know? They just dropped 44 on me in the Super Bowl. Exactly. When when your offense can fire at will, how I know everybody will kind of default back to the defense when she wins championships. I think that is the case too come January. But in terms of just making the playoffs, mm-hmm. I think you can make the playoffs with a bend-don't-break defense. And I think you can make it far into the playoffs with a bend-don't-break defense. And that's that's to, that's not to say that uh, I think the Vikings defense is horrible, but they're just very middle of the pack, you know, Minnesota Vikings things, middle of the pack. But. Yeah, I think they're in that perfect trade down area too. I would not be surprised if a team who wants a quarterback trades up to twelve to get it, and I don't think the Vikings would be opposed to trading down. Mm-hmm. So, I saw something about, uh, or I heard somebody say something about Malik Willis. Oh yeah, if you're interested, I'd love you to know hear who it. he is, right? Yep. Quarterback at Liberty. I do. Somebody said if he gets this is uh. I'm just saying somebody because again, like, it's like smokes, my, my my friend said this again. Smokescreen. It was season. a it was a he's a Minnesota sports reporter, mm-hmm. so he has some um, relevancy in the field. He's not Joe Schmo. No, um, he said if Malik Willis gets in the right system, he's the next Michael Vick. Okay, word for word, he said if you if you get him in the right system, nobody's been able to run and throw like that since Michael Vick. Would it be idiotic for the Vikings to take him? And then that got brought up too. Um, if a non-quarterback needy team, not even let's just expand beyond the Vikings, right? If a non-quarterback needy team that has a somewhat aging quarterback, you know, the Titans have Ryan Tannehill. Yep. You know, those early to mid-30s guys. Um, I think that why not? If he drops beyond that 10, 12, 15 mark, why wouldn't you take a shot on him? I think so too. 
And I think we're seeing that trend more and more if teams will move up to draft a quarterback, even though they kind of have a guy on their roster already. I mean, remember last year, there was a lot of talk that the Falcons would maybe take Justin Fields. Mm -hmm. And I think they made the right move by sticking with Matt Ryan, even though it didn't work out a year later. But I think we're seeing more and more teams just realize if you don't have a top 10 quarterback, you don't really have a chance. Exactly. And if you can find a top 10 guy on a rookie contract, that's when it becomes... That's the, the money. endless possibilities because exactly. you can sign these star players. And, that's what the Chargers are doing. Yeah, and your quarterback's playing for what three, four, however they drafted him, a couple million a year. So. Yeah, and that's really your only opportunity to compete in a salary cap league because not everyone is Tom Brady and takes a discount. Exactly. Well, I wish you and the Vikings luck this this uh, draft. I think it'll be a fun one. I think we'll. I think they'll figure it out. Um, thank you guys for watching segment one. How do you think it went? Do you think Jared's segment's going to go better? I don't know. It depends on what we're going to talk about. I don't know if we're just going to expand on the... You got, It'll just be the Vikings hour. Yeah. I, I would yeah. I would imagine. I've sat next to you guys for the past few months. I'm sure the next segment will just be pure Vikings talk. I guess I'll, I'll get back to you after uh, Jared and I Yeah, just finish just, our segment. I'll, I'll give you a call immediately after. Yeah, just don't forget how much fun this segment was. Yeah, that's no, all, I won't. I that's won't. all I ask. All right, guys. Enjoy your draft week and enjoy segment two with Jared and Noah. Say Noah. Yeah. Do you like making money? Yeah. Do you consider yourself a bit of a sports connoisseur? I do. Well, then I have the perfect thing for you. It's called DraftKings Sportsbook, which is the official sports betting partner of the Goose Egg Sports podcast. For those of you who don't know, DraftKings, it's like my favorite thing in the entire world. You can bet game lines. The NFL draft is coming up. You can bet on who you think the first pick will be. You can do over-under on quarterbacks taken in the first round. I believe 1.5 is the over-under right now for QBs taken in the first round. Crazy. What do you think the over-under? What's the play? Obviously, it depends on all, all on the Lions there, but uh, I'm, I'm taking the over on that. Okay. You heard it here. That's legit financial advice from Noah. No, it isn't. But... If you're into daily fantasy, they got that too. I'm big into daily fantasy, especially during the NBA playoffs. It's a great time. So if you're just looking to get some skin in the game and have a little bit more fun with your sports experience, head on over to DraftKings today. It's just the place to be. Must be 21 years or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, Matt's gone. He's in Milwaukee, I think, right now. Thank God. Did you like podcasting with him or not really? Hated it. Really? Hate the guy. Yeah. He's such a tool. Like <laughs> when you guys were talking about that David Joby guy, he's like, oh, that's fucking awful. Nobody did anything. He wouldn't have done anything. <laughs> <laughs> There's no chance that Matt would have done anything with him. He would have stood there just like all the other scouts and everything. Oh, Matt. He just wants, he just thinks he's like the, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. He just thinks he's a good to just handle any situation, but he can't at all. Um, But yeah, anyway, I'm going to be in Vegas this coming week for the draft very excited i leave tuesday night and i'll be there till saturday so i will see you thursday night and friday night for the draft so i'm super excited i'm gonna blow a lot of money i'm gonna walk a lot and i'm gonna try to boo uh, roger goodell when i'm there too. awesome yeah so you do you know of anything i should say to roger goodell if i have like five minutes alone with him um you know something we did talk about i think in segment one was the the um the donation thing you remember that how uh oh yeah 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 yep. yeah spend a million dollars like hang with goodell yeah 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 maybe he would just let you hang out with him since that never happened yeah maybe, maybe you just ask him to hang out maybe uh, maybe say, he just misunderstood yeah 
Maybe I can ask him. I can announce a name on the podium for the draft. So that'd be cool. The, there are some guest appearances quite often. Maybe I'm one of them. Maybe. Yeah, we just don't know yet. So I'm excited for that. I'm gonna spend a lot of money. Um, do, do you you see like you see all these props right? Like for like the first overall pick, it sounds like it could be Trayvon Walker now and not uh, Aiden Hutchinson. The tides have shifted. Yeah, and I don't, I've never seen like. I, it's been a while. I've never seen like a mystery around the first overall pick. It's been since about like Mario Williams in like 06. Yep. And people are kind of comparing Trayvon Walker to that. Right. Com- like that uh, scenario a little bit because it's just uh, pure athleticism mm-hmm. that they're betting on at this point. Yeah. And I, I don't really know the red flags with Aiden Hutchinson though. Uh, people are just kind of saying like, yeah, he's not Nick Bosa. And it's like, yeah. yeah it's, it's it's okay. Me, yeah. yeah. It's. Okay, yeah, but he's like he's a day one contributor. Yeah, yeah. But I think people get the common misconception that someone needs to be a game wrecker at the first overall pick. Yeah, and I I feel like the defensive ends are super deep in this draft, mm-hmm. especially in the first round. Definitely, I think it's like five deep quality starters off the bat. Yeah, definitely. That George Claffer, whatever his name is, Carl Loftus. Carl Loftus. Yeah. yeah. It's the first time I've ever heard anybody say his name, so like I don't know how the fuck to pronounce that. Yeah. But he looks good. Thibodeau looks good. Mm-hmm. Hutchinson looks good. Walker looks good. There's another guy I'm forgetting. One of you, you like him, I forget. Defensive end. Uh, uh, Michigan dude, right? Uh, David Ojabo. Ojabo, yeah, yeah. So yeah, He's the guy. Someone will someone will get a steal out of him because yeah. he's not playing first season. I think he tore his Achilles in that, yeah. that workout that Matt definitely would have helped him up in. Yeah, right. Um, so he'll probably drop probably second, third round. Probably. I which I, wouldn't be a bad pickup. No. I, I I've seen him mocked like early second because he was he was projected like top ten, twelve ish mm-hmm. before the injury. So mm-hmm. and I and the board's been switching up so much as of I don't need the past month. Even though past week. Yeah. Every every week it's different. Because um, like there's talk of that NC State tackle being number one pick now too. Uh, Ikemikwanu. Yep. Yeah. I can't say any of these names. I, there's a lot of. There's a Penn State edge rusher who's got a funky name, and I can't even. <laughs> I can't even. It's just a bunch of letters like thrown into one. I'm so uncultured. Like I, I just. Yes. Only name I know is like a Joe Smith. Like <laughs> that. That's it. Um. Uh, so you think it's Trayvon Walker number one overall? If you had to put, if you're a betting man. I don't know. I saw that uh, something today that the Jaguars, uh, GM wants Trayvon Walker. I forget his name, but he's just kind of bulky. Yeah, mm-hmm. great drafter, supposedly, allegedly, yeah. and uh, the the uh, owner wants Aiden Hutchinson. So okay, so it might be Aiden then. Why not just trade down? If yeah, if there's that much of a, but they're probably no nobody probably wants the first overall pick this year either. That's the thing is I don't know if you can find a partner for that trade. Right, there's like no Andrew Luck on the board or anything like that. No. Hmm. You'd, I mean, you're not getting normal value for a trade down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's too bad. It's like you, you you always hear about these teams like, oh, we should tank for the number one overall pick. Yep. And then it comes to like this time and like, what the fuck are we supposed to do? There's not really like, there's great players. There is. But it's not nothing worth tanking over, which nope. I think tanking is completely overrated. Definitely. Yeah. And it's like, oh, we should just tank for the number one overall pick. But there's not always going to be a great pick of the litter. Yeah. A lot of people are already saying like tank for next year's quarterback class and everybody's hyping up this next year's quarterback class. Yeah, because it'll be like Bryce Young. I know that for sure. Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. Oh, yeah, Stroud. Yeah. Uh, I think Florida is pumping out a good quarterback next year too. That's right. I forgot about that. Huh. But yeah, everybody's – there's there's draft strategies this year that are 
already people are already like going into thinking next year's draft. Like they're saying, oh, like as the Texans or whatever, don't draft a great player, draft a tackle, like an offensive tackle, and like just be like, I th- I've seen something like a draft strategy: draft Evan Neal, mm-hmm. uh, Alabama's starting tackle, and then oh, that's just fuel for Bryce Young to want to come play for you next year. <laughs> so they're already thinking like. Fuck this draft class. Let's think about next year. What what can we do to get Bryce Young here? Right. Yeah. Well, we'll draft. I think him and Evan Neal are friends. Let's get them together. Yeah. I think I think they had lunch at the cafeteria together. So, they for all they know, they could just absolutely fucking hate each other <laughs> and still draft. They were them. roommates freshman year for a semester. Yeah. They so hung they, out at one party together that we did some intel on. They were beer pong partners. <laughs> <laughs> so why not just draft him for the next year? They could reminisce about that one time played beer bong with each other. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'm excited for the draft. And my fair like one of my favorite parts, like right after the draft, is Mel Kuyper has a mock draft like that Sunday for the next year. Yeah. That's always hilarious to me. That 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 dude does not lives and breathes this weekend. Yeah. But he's not gonna be there though, because he's not vaccinated. So he can't be there then? He'll be like remotely, like okay. doing like NFL Live. So well, it'll be interesting. He's had some beautiful takes in the past few years. Have you ever watched just a compilation of just bad Mel, bad Mel Kuyper draft takes? Well, yeah. Wasn't it fucking Jimmy Clausen? He was huge. He loved Jimmy Clausen, yeah. saying that he was like, he was like a franchise quarterback. He was, I forgot who he was taken above. Yeah, it was like exactly. 2011 draft. I th- oh, no, that was 2010, maybe. I don't even remember. But he said something like, if Jimmy Clausen's not a star quarterback, I will quit my job. Yep. Yep, and, and he is still... But to be fair, Jimmy Glossin still could be a Hall of Fame quarterback. We just don't know it yet. We don't know it yeah. yet, yeah. It's like Matt's take about Josh Rosen. He thinks Josh Rosen still can be a great quarterback, even though he's been on three different teams. It hasn't really panned mm-hmm. out at all. Yeah. So that's just a classic Matt take. He had a, yeah, he had a hell of a post-draft quote. That'll go down in history which one was that saying that there were eight mistakes taken ahead of him oh yeah yeah because he was like the ninth overall pick or whatever he was saying yeah there were eight mistakes taken ahead of me and then he just proceeded to not do shit get cut after his first year or traded after his first year and then got kyler yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. i mean they were they had the first overall pick so yeah they like tanked almost for kyler um i got nothing else to add you anything else to add um just have fun, get a case of beer, yeah. watch the draft. I mean, you get what you you get what you take out of the draft. That's true. That's you a know? good quote. It is because a lot of people find it really, really boring. It can be. Um, like the day three gets really boring. It does. It stretches out a little bit. The like, um, you guys talked about in two episodes ago that yeah, the tweets are already out, like three picks, mm-hmm. four picks ahead, and you're you're sitting there and you're like, well, I know these next four picks. You're not even watching. Yeah, yeah. Um, you just gotta f- find ways to have fun during the draft. Maybe I, make a bingo sheet or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. I personally love the draft. I, I think I think it's incredible. Team, you, you know, teams can kind of flip from horrible to to great. I mean, we I think the Bengals kind of proved that last year. Drafting Jamar Chase, I that's thought, one of the quickest rebuilds in a while. Yeah, I, I I didn't. I was like that Jamar Chase pick makes sense, but their offense line is just garbage. See, because I was thinking the same thing at the time. Yeah, and it's a good pick, but like it, I don't know about this. It was, I mean, because they didn't make too many changes from twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one on their offensive line. Nothing. I mean, it did catch up to him though. It did. Way, it did. Way it end, it but, did. I mean, still, 
I mean, they don't get to the Super Bowl without Jamar. Yeah. Um, Here's what I want you to do for a drinking game. Okay. I want you to make your mock drafts, first 32 picks. Oh, boy. I don't like where this is going. And each one you don't hit, you got a shotgun of beer. Man, especially this year, yeah. that's going to be tough. <laughs> I'll probably be like 29 beers, 29 beers shotgun. <laughs> three, just right? shotgun a case? Probably. Because the thing is, is... I know guys that can go in the top 10, but I don't know. I have no idea where. Yeah. It's crazy because, like, every team could use a, an Aiden Hutchinson. It doesn't matter who you are. Every team can use a Sauce Gardner. It doesn't matter who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, falling to the right team, it's just like, they'll just take him, whoever <laughs> it may be. So, yeah. Well, I mean, that's your homework assignment, so now you have to do it. So, I'll it- make that mock draft tonight. I'll bring it in, print it out. Yeah, you better not be fucking hungover on Friday. Tape it up on the on the whiteboard or something. We'll tape it up and <laughs> he, he better not be hungover. Go thirty two for thirty two. <laughs> You're just sober I, as a bird when you get <laughs> back to the office. I, you just nailed it. I'd put money on that. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't be in on Friday. I'd, <laughs> I'd retire. I'll be gone. <laughs> you parlay all thirty two of them. Yeah, I'll be I'll be gone. <laughs> Yeah, if you parlay a 32 straight pick, oh my god, that's a big lag. That is. You could probably retire. Definitely. And the, the odds have to be incredible with that because of how many different possibilities yeah. there can be. Yeah. It's like getting struck by lightning 32 times. Exactly. In a row. <laughs> yeah, if I'm not here I'm on Friday, about, yeah. if I'm not here Friday, right. the 32 leg hit. So, <laughs> yeah, you'll be driving a Corvette to work on Monday. Yeah, that's my mock draft Corvette. <laughs> what, what the fuck happened over the weekend? Just like 32 lagger, 32 lagger. Like, I was in uh, fuego. People are going to be so confused. Nobody, people who don't like have any any clue about betting, they're going to be like 32. Dude, fucking, what is he talking about? Could you imagine you do a mock draft? Like, you got the first 31 correct. Your heart just would be pumping at the end. For that oh, last God. Fight. Yeah. Because <laughs> those thirty-one don't matter if that thirty seconds. Oh yeah, yeah, hit, you're done. Just... Yeah, you couldn't cashed out either. Like, oh yeah. Well, because some team's hit. gonna come in and pull a John Gruden at some point and be like, "I'm just smarter than you guys. I'm <laughs> drafting this second round talent." Right. Oh. I'm gonna reach for him. Yeah. It's kind of like the Raiders did that a while ago. It was like this is like ten years ago. They were like in the second round and they drafted a seventh round values safety it was Mike Mitchell. Okay. And Mike Mayock was like. I don't understand why they're picking him in the second round. It's like he is dumbfounded by it. Yeah. But that's the way Al Davis did it back in the day. He just did not care what anybody else thought. And he loved speed. Speed kills. Put their own grades on their players. And- mm-hmm. Yep. Like Darius Hayward Bay, speed guy. Oh, yeah. So they always went for that. I don't know. All right. I got nothing else. I think we'll wrap. Do you have anything else to add? No, I think. I think everybody should just live by that uh, that draft quote. Mm-hmm. You get what you take out of it. Eight mistakes. Eight mistakes. Yeah. Thirty-two well, legger. Eight mistakes. <laughs> eight mistakes. <laughs> Not a parlay. All right. We'll see you guys. Uh, check out our Instagram, our TikTok. I'll be posting some stories and some reels when I'm down there. So just keep an eye out. And you can DM DM us, and uh, I can say whatever you want to Roger Goodell. So just let me know. Not whatever, but you know what I mean. I'll I'll get his ear. We'll talk to him for a little bit. So, all right. See you guys. Bye. Later.